Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome, everybody, to worship on this, the fourth weekend in Advent. A uh, reminder for those who are listening or watching online, the bulletin for this service can be found, as usual, on our website, chapelofthecross.org, under the Resources tab. Just click there and you will find it. Uh, also, if you would like to give your offering to the Lord and His church, you may do that under the Give tab there on the website as well. Just several announcements before we begin worship today. Uh, we have all seen the, the tragic videos and the, and the pictures out of Kentucky and, and our state of Missouri and Illinois and other areas too um, that were affected by those tornadoes and strong storms over the last couple of weeks. Um, in the Chapel Weekly, there is information on how you may donate, if you so wish, to the relief efforts through the LCMS disaster response. Uh, that website is listed there in the announcements. We also ask everybody, of course, to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are affected uh, by those storms. Our fourth and our final midweek Advent worship service is this upcoming Wednesday, the 22nd of December. Worship begins at 6.30 p.m. and there is a dinner served in the gym starting at 5 o'clock. So join us for supper and for, and for worship this upcoming Wednesday night. Our special children's Christmas program was supposed to take place tomorrow at 11 a.m., but we've had to cancel that program as several people involved in that program have come down with COVID. So if you were planning on returning tomorrow for that program, I wanted to, to let you know that so you weren't disappointed if you came back and there was no program. Uh, certainly we pray for all those affected by COVID at this time, not just those people involved with the program, but also many others that we know uh, um, who are affected by that disease at this time. We will be joining together for some special worship services on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Christmas Eve candlelight services take place at 5 o'clock and 10.30 in the evening on Christmas Eve, the 24th. On Christmas Day, we will be worshiping at 10 a.m. and we will be celebrating the Lord's Supper at all three of those worship services on both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then we look forward to New Year's Eve. Uh, we will be worshiping that evening, December 31st at 6.30 p.m. So please join us for worship on those, those special days here at the end of the year. May God bless you as we worship this day. We, wor we begin our worship by singing together our opening hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, as that's printed for you on page two in your bulletin. We stand to sing it together.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a troubled and penitent sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities with which I have offended you and for which I justly deserve your punishment. But I am sorry for them and repent of them and pray for your boundless mercy. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Forgive my sins. Give me your Holy Spirit for the amendment of my sinful life and bring me to life everlasting. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you all your sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We are now be, uh, lighting the wreath. Let us pray. O oh Lord, let the lighting of these candles signify that you are the light that shines in all the darkness of our lives. As we wait, watch, hope, and pray, guide us all to reflect your light and let it shine. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come to help us by your might, that the sins which weigh us down may be quickly lifted by your grace and mercy. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, 
now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading for today is from Micah chapter 5. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor gives birth and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. And he will be their peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. He will now speak responsively. Psalm 80. Hear us, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned between the cherubim. Shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Awaken your might, come and save us. Restore us, O God, make your face shine upon us, that may be saved. O Lord God Almighty, how long will your anger smolder against the prayers of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears. You have made them drink tears by the bowlful. You have made us a source of contention to our neighbors, and our enemies mock us. Restore us, O God Almighty. Make your face shine upon us, that we may be saved. The epistle reading is from Hebrews chapter 10. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. First, he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them, although the law required them to be made. Then he said, here I am. I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ, once for all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So will man 
Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel, which is according to St. Luke, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated as we sing our hymn.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amazing things seem to happen at Christmas time. Have you ever noticed that? Maybe some of you have heard about the, the 20 friends who got together for breakfast last week at the Phoenicia Gourmet Restaurant in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Ashley Sadler was their waitress that morning. And after serving that group their breakfast, when it came time to pay their bills, those 20 people, plus two people who couldn't be there that day, each added $100 cash for her tip, a $2,200 tip. Ashley, a single mother of four, said, It was amazing. I feel so blessed. And then she spread those blessings around. She gave some to the busboys and the hostess on duty and a few other employees. And when she got done giving to others, she had $920 left. And Sadler said this. She said, you feel as good as, the as, as that person receiving something like this. I get to give my kids a good Christmas. I feel super special. I can't even wipe the grin off my face. It's amazing. But you know, amazing things happen at Christmas time. And I guess that's the way it should be. <laughs> as Christmas gets closer, as, as Jesus gets closer, amazing things happen. The closer Jesus is, the more excitement there is, the more energy there is. The, the nearer Jesus gets, the more life there is, the more activity there is. And that's not just at Christmas. It's true all the time. Whenever Jesus is near, there is energy there, and there's life there, there's excitement there, and amazing things happen. Luke chapter 1 presents the events that lead up to the birth of Jesus. And if you read that chapter, there's excitement in that chapter of Luke. Luke 1 is packed with action, and amazing stuff is happening there. And exciting stuff and amazing stuff is happening for a reason, because it's almost Christmas. Jesus is near. Things are happening. The Holy Spirit is working. It's kind of hard, though, to get the good, a good feel for what's all going on in this text if we don't know what else is happening in that chapter, Luke chapter 1. I think we need to set the stage a little bit, know what the context for that chapter is. That chapter begins with the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth and the account of the, how John the Baptist was born. Zechariah was a priest and he came from this long line of priests. And Elizabeth, his wife, she came from a family of priests too. And Luke tells us that they were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. In other words, these were church people. I and mean, they were godly people. They, they never missed worship. They were, they were on all the boards and the committees. They taught Sunday school. They sang in the choir. They went to all the voters' meetings. They read the newsletter from cover to cover. They took that bulletin home from church and they read it a few more times so they wouldn't miss anything that was going on at church. You name it, they did it. But not only did they do it all, they loved doing it. But Zechariah and Elizabeth had one sadness in their lives. They were older, as the Bible says, beyond childbearing years, and yet they had no children. Elizabeth was barren. But things were about to start to happen. Amazing things. I mean, after all, it's almost Christmas. Jesus is near. Happened one day when Zechariah was, was chosen to be the priest to go into the Holy of Holies in the temple to burn incense. That was a, a great honor. Most priests did that maybe just once in their lives. Some never had that opportunity. That day, when Zechariah went into the most holy place all by himself, an angel appeared to him there. And that angel told Zechariah that he and Elizabeth were going to have a child. And that child would be named John. And he would be full of the Holy Spirit. And he would prepare the nation of Israel for the coming of the Messiah. But Zechariah wondered, as you can imagine, how can this be? Because we are beyond childbearing years. Oh, Zechariah, maybe you forgot. Christmas is almost here. Jesus is about to be born and amazing things are happening. Meanwhile, up north in Nazareth, about 65 miles north of Jerusalem, 
Elizabeth's relative Mary was getting some exciting news of her own. Elizabeth was kind of at one end of life spectrum. She was maybe 60 years old or so. However, Mary was a lot younger, probably still a teenager. Scripture says that she was a virgin engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, and she's busily getting ready for that, for that big day. Now, just like a barren woman does not expect to have a child, so a virgin does not expect to get pregnant either. But it's almost Christmas. Jesus is near. And amazing things happen when Jesus is near. And an angel also appears to Mary. And that angel announces to her, you will be with child and you will give birth to a son and you will name that boy Jesus. And he will be great, the son of God. And his king will have no end. And of course, Mary wonders, as you can imagine, how can this be? Because I'm a virgin. Oh, Mary, it's almost Christmas. Jesus is coming. And amazing things are happening. And that angel gives Mary an assurance of God's power. He says, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a baby. And she is barren. She's beyond childbearing years. But nothing is impossible with God. And that brings us here to our text. Mary immediately gets some things together. She takes off to see Elizabeth. And what a scene that must have been when those two got together. You know, we, we don't know how they were related exactly. Some scholars think that they were cousins. And I don't know what it's like at your house or in your family when cousins get together, but in our family, when the Leshes and the Sorensons get together, it's, it's really exciting. <laughs> it's great. Eight cousins joking and hugging and talking and laughing just because they love to be together and they're, they just, <laughs> I was just so glad to see each other again. And this scene is no different. You could just imagine the excitement in that room. And the Bible says as soon as Elizabeth hears Mary's greeting, things start happening. Amazing things. That baby in Elizabeth's womb leaps for joy. And the Holy Spirit overcomes Elizabeth. And this stuff is not exaggeration. This is real, unbridled, unrestrained joy. Because Christmas is near. Jesus is about to be born. That Holy Spirit is working and moving. Jesus is an embryo, the smallest form of human life. But, but even that presence of Jesus as an embryo is enough for that six-month-old baby inside of Elizabeth to leap for joy. Luke is crystal clear. There is Holy Spirit stuff going on here. There is Jesus stuff going on here. And that's the way Luke's gospel is, really, from beginning to end. It's not just at Christmas time, but any time Jesus is near, that Holy Spirit is moving. People are filled with joy and life and excitement. Amazing things happened. The lame walked, and the deaf heard, and the blind got their sight. Sinners forgiven, captives set free, dead were raised to life. That's what happens when Jesus comes near. It's what happens when Jesus is around. The Holy Spirit is working. The Holy Spirit is active and moving and amazing things are happening. And not just 2,000 years ago to a few Jews in Palestine. Jesus is near today. He's near to you and he's near to me. Don't miss him. <laughs> Please don't miss him among all the hustle and bustle of this time. Don't, don't miss him among all the presents and the lights and the trees. For sure don't miss him among all the bad news and the anxiety and the difficult times going on. It's an amazing story. Well, but sometimes I think we do miss him, don't we? Because sometimes we're not looking at him. And we're not looking for him. Sometimes we're only looking at ourselves. God 
sends Jesus. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is doing all kinds of miracles in our midst. Amazing things are happening. But sometimes we are so focused on ourselves and we just kind of miss it. We, we can be so busy grumbling or complaining or criticizing. We can get so busy being worried and being anxious and being afraid. And that happens among God's people all the time. So, looking, so busy looking just everywhere else except to God. So busy with ourselves. And Jesus is here. But it's into, into the midst of us sinful, anxious, self-absorbed people that Jesus comes and he brings the Holy Spirit with him. And amazing things start to happen. Every time his story is told, every time his story is shared, that Holy Spirit starts to do amazing things. Just think of the amazing things he's done in your life because of his story. Jesus has come near. And the Holy Spirit's been working. He's done amazing things. He has made us his children. He plants that faith in our hearts. He brings us to his table for a meal of forgiveness and love. He says to us, right now, I'm preparing a place for you in heaven. He gives peace amidst anxiety. He gives comfort amidst pain. He gives joy even while we endure sorrow. He does amazing things through his story. And it's such a simple story. <laughs> such an easy story. God loved people so much that he wouldn't let them die in their sins. And so he sent his son, his only son, our Savior, to die on the cross, to rise for us on the third day, to open heaven for us, for all who believe. He ascended into heaven and he sends the Holy Spirit to continue his work in our hearts. I mean, such a simple story. Even kids can tell that story. And when it's told, Jesus is near. And the Holy Spirit works and amazing things start to happen. I mean, just look at Elizabeth and Mary. When Elizabeth and Mary get together, they, they don't grumble and complain and criticize, do they? No. You know what they do? They sing with joy their praises to their God for the amazing things that he has done. Christ has done amazing things for you and me too. Oh, much more amazing than a generous Christmas tip at a restaurant. It starts with his birth in Bethlehem and his death on a cross on Calvary and his resurrection from the dead. It continues as he lives in us and he works in our lives through the Spirit. And it will end one day that we eagerly wait for when either Christ returns or when he takes us home to be with him in heaven. Jesus is near. And amazing things are happening. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed, page 10 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. 
And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord, the time of preparation is almost over and your visitation is near. Keep us focused on the gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. May it bring about the obedience of faith in us and all who hear your word this season. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, as you called many into special service in your kingdom, so you have called us to serve you with willing hearts and lives. Bless those who serve as pastors, church workers, and lay leaders in your church, especially those who serve in our church body. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of all nations, look with mercy upon our president, our Congress, and all who make administer, and judge our laws. May they use their authority wisely and according to your will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you for those who look out for our well-being and protect us from harm. Give your blessings and protection to police, to firefighters, to medical workers, to the members of our armed forces, and to all first responders who vocations put them in the front lines of danger trouble, and disasters. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, nothing is impossible with you. You sent your Son into the world to be a great physician of body and soul. We pray this day for those who are ill or infirm, especially Joan Orban, Jasmine Williams, Jamie Kirkpatrick, and Christy Bomer 
as she recovers, Christy Bamer, as she recovers from surgery. Give them and all who are ill comfort and healing, patience and trust in your abiding presence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, while we await the coming of your Son, we remember with thanksgiving those who, who were before us in faith and are now with you. We especially remember Michael Elwood, who died this past week, and ask that you bless his family and loved ones with peace and comfort as they mourn. Keep and preserve us all in the one true faith to life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we praise you along with those who are celebrating special gifts of your grace, especially Fred and Joanne Fanson as they celebrate their 61st wedding anniversary this week. Continue to watch over and bless them. We also give thanks along with Michael and Maureen Green and their family upon the baptism of their son, Macklin Allen. As you were made as you have made Macklin your child through baptismal waters, continue to bless him and make his, your presence known to him as he grows in the faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who born of the Virgin Mary in the little town of Bethlehem, brought peace and joy into this tumultuous world by his preaching, mercy, miracles, death, and resurrection. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Holy, holy, holy. And teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given unto you for the forgiveness of sins.
body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Amen. Depart in peace. Amen. Please pray. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us through the spiritual food, the body and blood of Christ. All who come to you will not hunger. All who believe in you will not thirst. Empowered by this sacrament, send us back into the world to do the work you have given us to do, to share the gospel and be faithful disciples of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please remain standing as we sing our closing hymn, O, so o Sing of Christ. Mm -hmm. 